Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and today we're fortunate to have Rod Wood, President and CEO of the Detroit Lions. Also, Alexis Wiley, she is with Moment Strategies. She's the founder and CEO of Moment Strategies, as well as Strategic Communications, and she's very involved with the Detroit Local Organizing Committee for the 2024 NFL Draft. Welcome to both of you. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. So just to kind of break you two out, I'm going to we're going to focus a little bit on the history, but I would like Rod to talk about just how we got to this point, because I'm sure it doesn't happen by accident that the NFL draft is going to be here. So what was some of the process to get to that point? Um, well, first of all, it's kind of it's a relatively new phenomenon for the draft to be moved around. Those of you who follow it remember it being at Radio City Music Hall for any number of years. Uh, through a you know really freak in the scheduling of Radio City, they had double booked one weekend, and so the NFL had to move the draft out of New York, moved it to Chicago, thinking that was a one-year phenomenon. But it was so successful, uh, they decided to start moving the the draft route similar to they do the Super Bowl. And from that point on, it became a, a bidding process, just like to win a Super Bowl. Uh, cities would line up and then put forward bids. Uh, we've been, uh, a number of years ago, uh, we're unsuccessful and then, uh, recently we're successful in landing the 2024 draft. So, um, it's a, it's a great opportunity for the city. Uh, it's a great opportunity for the team, uh, to be hosting the draft and it's become almost as big as the Super Bowl, And in some ways a little bit bigger because it is a three day event versus a one day game. Yeah. And uh, Alexis, why don't you give a little bit of spin? Cause you were probably involved with it from a different capacity than you're in now, right? Well, yes, to a degree. I mean, I think that this is something to see, I mean, the work that goes into um, really landing an event like the draft, everything that they evaluate, and really seeing the progress. I mean, I was on the sports commission when I was at the city of Detroit. And, you know, oftentimes you they, we always pitched hard for really high profile, great events. And I think that now, as you see, the city has has grown, changed, and and really the increased profile of Detroit, increased profile of the state of Michigan, I think has has really um, made us very, very competitive. And like Rod said, it is a very, very tough competition. It's not the kind of thing that just gets handed. This is such a big honor and such a big opportunity for us to really be as both Detroit and the state of Michigan to really be on the national stage to give people a different. Um, viewpoint and a glimpse at our city and our state. So I'm I'm just so excited and honored to be part of it. Yeah, and and just so you guys know, this is audience is kind of like economic development sort of podcast, which actually I find more interesting sometimes, just because that is what really not only is it great for the fans, but it's also great for the communities that host it and just the ripple effects. Could you both talk a little bit about what it's meant? Like I know Kansas City had a huge crowd, you know, and so. Could you guys talk a little bit what it means actually to a community, like break it down a little bit? Either one of you doesn't matter. I'll say a few things that Alexis, you can show and jump in. I, I think for, I would say a couple of things. One is, first of all, it's going to be a free event. And so any person who's interested in the draft can come and enjoy it. Uh, 
if you go back and look at some of the pre, uh, prior cities that have hosted, Philadelphia had a massive crowd outside the art museum. Nashville basically took over Broadway, you know, and it was a, a party for three days. Uh, obviously, you saw Kansas City last year. So I think Detroit has a chance to have that kind of, you know, crowd. And it's really a three-day TV show, too. So it's going to be 40 million people probably over three days watching the city of Detroit. And I don't know if there's a better, you know, advertisement we can put forward for the city than, you know, it's really covered on three TV networks, ESPN, the NFL Network, and ABC. And then on uh, Saturday, it goes to ESPN2. So really four networks plus ESPN, ESPN Deportes for the Spanish. And so it's, it's, it's everywhere on your TV over four days. And there'll be a lot of time to talk about great things going on in the city. I'm sure they'll be doing, you know, you know, close-ups on different things that are going on in the city. So it's a great opportunity, not only for those that are there, but for everybody around the world to see Detroit in a different way. And I don't like Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I say go ahead and talk about it from more of a public perspective a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I think for when you think about the city of Detroit and having so many people come to our city, right? There are going to be a t- tons who watch it on TV, but there will be tons in Detroit, right? Um, think about the economic impact on our businesses. Think about the impact on just just the opportunity for us as Detroiters to be involved in this this nationally televised three-day event. Um, it's it's really, really tremendous. And one thing that we've been very focused on as a committee is really ensuring that the impact really ripples out, right? Beyond the footprint, that it really is um, something that where we can build upon it to make an impact in our community, to make sure that we're supporting businesses, we're supporting um, community organizations. It's something that really has an opportunity for all of us to get involved from a number of different angles that I think will also have lasting benefits long after the draft is over. And um, I know there must be some other groups like uh, local nonprofits, volunteers, like like you almost have to sort of assemble. Sort. I know that because I worked a little bit with the Super Bowl when it was here, but there's so much like volunteer people involved that you don't even think about what it takes to pull something like this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Alexis, Barbie, you were there for that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well, I was just going to say that when you consider, I mean, our committee is is really people from all different uh, sectors of Detroit and the state of Michigan, right? We've got folks who are who are deeply involved in philanthropy, um, leaders in business, um, people who are very focused on community organizations, equity. All of us are really at the table. Of course, Alliance has been a, a huge convener for all of us. In, in really making sure that we've got the right partners here who are all thinking about the various aspects that this this has the opportunity to impact. And Rod, I mean, just so just a couple side notes for you, Rod. Uh, when I was a state rep, I had Allen Park in my district. So I had been to the facility and it was something we worked with closely in that part because I know it's partially Dearborn Allen Park. And I think the official headquarters, just where the border is, is still Allen Park. But um, also, I played two years at Ferris. I was a linebacker, just in case you might want to call me back in. But uh, I think I'm too small for any sports anymore. But I, I so can you talk a little bit more, too, about the sort of what it means to be the host football team, too, to be here, too? Because I'm sure there's a lot of sort of granular activities that are going on at your places during this process. Well, I think, you know, it's great as we've talked about for the city, but it's great for the Lions and our fans because it'll be, you know, hopefully a lot of Lions fans will show up just like you've seen in the other cities where 
the Kansas City fans showed up. So it'll be a great opportunity for our fans who otherwise couldn't travel to another city to see a draft and participate in it firsthand. And we're going to take opportunities to, to do certain activations for our fans only around the footprint of where the draft will be held. And you'll do VIP experiences. Uh, and it just puts another spotlight on, on the team and a chance to, to show off not only Detroit, but the Detroit Lions fans and the Detroit Lions organization. Um, it, as I said earlier, it's it's a big win for the t- the city and the team. To This is a bidding process. We beat out other cities. Uh, mostly proud to beat out Green Bay, who's hosted it the year after us. So it's always nice. <laughs> Looking forward to finish ahead of them in other things, not just the draft. The um, black and blue league, yes. <laughs> so um, it's a, it's a lot of pride. And I do think, you know, we, you know, not part of this um, podcast, but we do have uh, the final four coming back to Detroit in 2027. And I do think once you win one of these and show what you can do, it leads to other things. So the economic benefit, this is like lighting a fuse, I think, that could lead to any number of other big events coming because we're going to we're gonna show up the city in a great way. And, and, and physically, where are you guys, where's it going to be? I don't even know. Where's that still being figured out? We're still working on it. Um, we're not good. We're not ready to publicly announce it, but that's it, all right. It will be downtown. How about that? And it will be very cool. Yes. <laughs> Again, that Rod mentioned, it's free, right? So there will be lots of opportunities to experience and access the draft um, free of charge. So that's one thing to, to think about. And again, it'll be downtown. I can't wait to see what it all kind of, how it all kind of comes together. We experienced in Kansas City, it was unbelievable how they were able to transform uh, different parts of the city uh, to to really make them part of the show. So I, I'm excited to see what they do here. And I'm, I think we're all going to be really impressed. Yeah. And we're pretty close to a lot of NFL teams, like within a day drive, which I don't know about Green Bay, but Chicago is pretty close and Cincinnati, Cleveland. That's the reason why we're, we're very confident we're going to have a crazy turnout. In addition to all of our Lions fans, we're going to have people from Cleveland, Chicago, Pittsburgh, um, you know, we even think we're going to get some, a, a lot of folks out of Canada, right? Yeah. It's going to be a convening point and there are going to be so many people. Detroit is going to be the place to be. I think, you know, one of the things that I said about the draft too, is it's really the intersection of uh, pro and college football. So there'll be fans of all these kids that are coming out of whatever your favorite school is. You want to see you know, your teammate from Michigan state or Michigan or Purdue or whatever the school is get drafted and we're, conveniently located to a lot of the biggest football schools too. So there'll be college fans there, pro fans there. Uh, we've got a great airport that it's very easy to get to uh, the city uh, as well as those that are going to drive in. So uh, I think uh, we'll be surprised and the whole city will be surprised that the, the turnout's going to be massive over, over all three days, I think too. Yeah. And the, the first two nights, the first two drafts are at night, Thursday and Friday. So there will be all day during Thursday and Friday for people to enjoy other parts of the city. You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. You know, and something else you sort of touched on, both of you, is that, like I said, I was there uh, in, when they did the Super Bowl. I was in the legislature, but Detroit is such a different city since then. 
I mean, it has changed even with like the Joe Lewis 27 mile greenway they're building. And so many other things have changed in those, like, I don't know how many years ago. It's like probably 15 years now, maybe not. But, but I mean, I think a lot of people who haven't been here in a while are really going to be surprised how much change has been just since the Super Bowl. You, I know what, Alexis, you probably have dealt with that firsthand yeah. more. No, a hundred percent. I'm so I'm originally from Los Angeles and I moved to Detroit in uh, 2010 and my family every year I've had fam- my family comes a few times a year and they're always talking about how Detroit's grown and changed. And I, I tell people like the minute you get here, you're going to fall in love with it. Right. And D- Detroit is such an awesome place to be. And I think when you also think about, from a broader perspective, the state of Michigan, right? There's so much great, so so many great things to experience and see within just a few hours drive. um, That I just think you you got to see it to you got to experience it. Don't let anybody tell you about Detroit, don't or Michigan. You come and experience it yourself, uh, really to get a sense of why it's so great and why why we love it so much. Yeah, and and we've even seen a bump, obviously, at the MEDC since COVID, even. Of how many people domestically in America have like discovered like the you know the third coast or whatever you know just coming here and just going to the UP or just going to like Michigan or wherever and we had like I met with the uh, head of the national parks he came here to Detroit because they had so many crowds at like Sleeping Bear Dunes and Pictured Rocks and so we know a lot of these people I know this is uh, going to be a little cooler temperatures at that point but. There's still a ton of things to do, you know, even no matter what, we're a good four season state. And uh, we really appreciate that. And and one other thing, too, I got to ask you a question, Rod. Uh, Where is Goodrich? Goodrich is up near uh, Flint. It's, uh, you know, Graham Blank. You probably know where Graham is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Graham Blank. We're we're maybe 10 minutes from from Graham Blank. And that's your high school? That's where we went to high school, yes. Yeah. Is it big school? I don't even know. Yeah. Class C school when I was there. Now it's a really big class B school. So it's. Oh, yeah. To do with me being from there, I don't think, but it's grown quite a bit. So. And do you, um, do you anticipate like for the, for the club, the football club, uh, do you anticipate like, does this give you guys a bump to as far as like how maybe your draft picks might be involved by seeing something? Cause I mean, are you allowed to like, I don't know how you guys recruit. <laughs> so is that like a big advantage to someone for sports or no? Uh, I don't think. I mean, the, the draft is very much decided by how you finish the prior year. So your your record determines your slot. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we're drafting very late in the first round because that means we had a very good year this year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if that happens, a lot of the players that will be going early will be gone before we get to pick. Um so, and I think our fans would be more happy if we were drafting late too, because that means that we had a really good year this year. Um, I don't think it really helps in terms of recruiting the players. I think it does help, you know, in terms of communicating and, and, you know, getting our fans excited and, you know, being there and hearing firsthand the next lion name be announced. So I think with the fans, it's a much bigger deal than it will be with the players. Yeah. Um, the, um, just the last couple of questions for you, but uh, do do you have like sort of a headline you would like to see when this is over? Like, what would you see like as a headline that you think would be a good sort of springboard that you hit the mark kind of? 
Oh, uh, I think if if people leave here and what they're saying is, I can't wait to come back to Detroit. Bingo! I can't I can't top that. Yeah, and I'm you know in, in a weird way too that it you know your facility downtown is very popular when like other places are getting hit by uh, blizzards. <laughs> wait, you guys I, like you must have had like about five or six games in the last couple of years that were moved to your stadium, right? Yeah, we uh, you know we hosted this year the the Buffalo Cleveland game when they had uh, the storms in Buffalo. So yeah, we're probably the preferred location for the league to move a team that has to be relocated for weather or any other reason, just because we know how to do it and they have confidence that we can do it. Um, so yeah, I think the the stadium's great. You know, being downtown next to Comerica Park and near Little Caesars Arena and the theaters, uh, I think people will be blown away when they see the city firsthand. Yeah, and one other thing I meant, I meant to bring up, too, is the, how is the Sports Commission sort of related to all this? I know they're sort of behind the scenes on some of these things, and uh, I know Dave Beach now has been involved with some of these things. Uh, could you tell a little bit what the Sports Commission is by chance? I don't really know a ton about them. Well, I'll say a little bit in Alexis Concerland. It's an organization that we really kind of came together, I think it was seven or eight years ago. Um, a lot of people that in some ways are competitors. So if you have members from all the uh, venues, all the sports teams, major corporations um, to really get a focused approach to how we're going to compete and bring big events to Detroit. Other cities have had organizations like this probably been more organized than Detroit was in the past. And therefore part of the reason maybe we weren't as successful. Um, and so we spent a lot of time looking at the full menu of everything that might be coming up for bid, whether it's a, draft item, the Super Bowl, all-star games and the other sports, uh, NCAA events. And then we put together a, a package to go bid on them. And in our case, in the draft, the Sports Commission was very involved, both in the creativity of the of the bid, uh, participating in meetings with the league, et cetera. So it's it's been an outstanding, you know, group of people to get together and, you know, build relationships and bring things to the city. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's kind of indicative of a lot of what you're seeing. Uh, really happening in Detroit right now, which is really everyone rowing in the same direction and use collecting, pulling all their resources together towards one cause, which is really doing good things in our city and improving and strengthening our city. I think that's one reason why you see us making the progress that we've made. It's because everyone is working together towards a greater good. Um. Yeah, and and I just want to say too that Rod, I know you. I don't know when the improvements were for the stadium, but I mean it's so much. You know, you've really made a great improvements there, and I'm just like surprised, like a concerts and everything else that sort of fills up for you guys because that's a good sized stadium and it's very impressive. All the other uses, I was there for basketball, like NCAA basketball before, and but anyway, that's just amazing. What a utilitarian sort of value that stadium is. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a great resource, obviously for the, the team and the organization, but really for the city. I mean, every time we have a big event, it brings 50, 60,000 people downtown who are likely to be, you know, going to the bars, restaurants, maybe staying at the hotels, obviously paying for parking. Um, so we just had the WWE SummerSlam, which I can admit I did not go to, but uh, <laughs> 55,000 other people did. Um, great concert you know, series. I think a lot of this is kind of pent up demand from COVID. And, you know, we didn't wonder what was going to happen post COVID. Were people still going to go back out to big events? And, you know, where were their, you know, 
fear factor is going to be, and and it's come back in full force. And uh, I think we had I don't know how many different shows. We still have a couple more. We still have Metallica coming later on, and you'll be at that one, right? I will probably be at one of those. Yes, they're they're, they're <laughs> nice actually. And then uh, Michigan State, Penn State's playing a Big Ten game uh, this oh, fall. Great, a lot of great things still to come. Um, well, anyway, any if you don't if you have any closing uh, remarks, but I want to thank you both for taking time today to do this. Uh, Rod Wood, again, president of Detroit Lions, Alexis Wiley, founder and CEO of Moment Strategies. Uh, we appreciate uh, everything you guys are doing for this, and maybe we'll be hearing more from you in the future. But once again, thanks for taking time to do this. I know you're both very busy, so I appreciate it. My pleasure. It was fun. Thank you again. And I'm, I, I hope everyone comes to Detroit for, for the draft. It's going to be an absolutely outstanding event. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.